Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with Dr. Rashi, MD psychiatry. You might have come across her Instagram handle that goes by the name Dr. Rashi Psychiatrist. She takes to the social media space to talk about mental health through creative content formats like reels. Welcome, doctor. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So, what we intend to discuss today, doctor, is a very pertinent uh, topic that has, uh, of late, caught the attention of mainstream media: mental health. And a lot has been said about the space over the years, but it just seems like COVID and the subsequent worldwide crisis has elevated to this issue to a point that of finally discussing it and not really keeping it bottled up. So we understand that you know our mental well-being is not really exclusive to an issue with the mind; it does have a connection to your physical well-being as well. Uh, we've read a lot of studies, we've uh, gone through a lot of research, and uh, the fact is that the heart is. not only closely connected to the body but also to the mind and we hear of the disorders like depression anxiety which can also really result in heart disease and vice versa so you know unmanaged stress can lead to high blood pressure arterial damage irregular heart rhythms and a weakened immune system all these things all these things are actually might be a result of major life events that have happened such as the loss of a job or spouse's illness or even a heart attack all these can actually unmask depression considering the covid scenario it has actually added to our woes so staying away from loved ones and the uncertainty with respect to education career personal equations they have all really added to it so this is what we really plan on discussing on the podcast today now doctor i'll just begin with the first question which is we've heard of all these terms depression anxiety stress ptsd during the pandemic and before and what we really want you to help us is break down and help us really understand how different are these terms from each other so uh, that is one i would say the good point that stood out during the pandemic that mental health awareness increased probably because all of us were staying at home or maybe focusing more on ourselves so yes i would say that depression has been on the rise both in prevalence and also in communication amongst all of us so yes depression anxiety ptsd all these things are on the rise especially due to covid now a lot of people ask that why they have suddenly increased so there are two phases to it one is there has been more awareness so people who were already suffering from them are coming forward and secondly that they are also due to adverse consequences of covid so either the person was themselves exposed to covid and then developed these conditions or the person somebody nearby was suffering from covid and due to by seeing them and being worried about them a lot of people also landed upon these conditions due to that okay and uh, doctors we also understand that these issues while they have been there uh, since a really long time but the conversations have started now we also know that mental health issues are perceived with a lot of judgment especially in india there's a stigma attached to it now when we come to actually understanding that if a person identifying a person has a mental health issue how do we really know that it's a connection uh, there's a connection with the heart like we hear a lot of conversations about mental health disorders being related to heart disease 
So we just want to understand the science behind how it really affects our heart. So there is like a lot of detailed neurobiological explanation. I will try to simplify it as much as I can. So whenever there is any disorder in the body, it creates a kind of stress on the body. So one, there is this physical stress and mental stress. So even if I have normal regular fever, I, my body will still be in a stressful situation because that is how my body reacts to any kind of external infection or external stress that is put upon it. So whenever there is any stress, my body reacts by producing cortisol. It is like an anti-inflammatory and also like to just regulate and get back into the system. So any kind, let's just use the word stress for any X, Y, Z reason, be it physical or mental. This also leads to increased blood pressure, increased arterial damage, increase in like, let's take a simpler example. Like I would want to water my garden. So what do I do? I plug the hose more so that I have a greater pressure. Similarly, under stress, all my vessels undergo that much stress and there is increased pressure throughout, which causes more strain on the heart. Hence, there is a very high relation of any stressful activity with these chest pains and also more cardiac issues in the future. So like depression, there is no clear-cut answer as to why anxiety happens or why depression happens. There are n number of hypotheses, n number of theories and explanations to it. So one explanation to it is that depression is a chronic inflammatory condition. So body is under some kind of chronically inflamed state. Again, this would lead to increase in BP. This would lead to increase in pressure throughout and increase in cortisol. So the body will be stressed for a prolonged duration of time. Hence, flooding your body with those chemicals would also lead to increase kind of a more stressful situation on the heart also. So yes, depression does lead to a higher prevalence of any kind of cardiac issues in the future and somewhere decreasing the like the basic state if you're always in a state of to go that when the time actually comes and the heart is supposed to function more at that time it would not be able to do that and it would not be able to meet the requirements of increased like heart pump or maybe when i'm running or when i am more anxious so it would not be able to cater to that which would further lead to heart issues like heart attack, arrhythmias, and further so on and so forth. So it is not just one thing. It is a, like a cobweb in the body. Whenever I pull out one string from the cobweb, a lot of other things are also disturbed. So the whole system, which is governed by the hypothalamus in the body, the, we call it the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary axis. This creates this kind of the nervous system fully going overload and everything working together. Hence, it produces more and more stress on the heart. So it is a well-proven fact that depression in long run could lead to increased chances of cardiac issues. So is it something that affects all age groups or does it specifically, is it gender agnostics or affecting or, you know, either male, female, gender or any age group or it's uh, uniform across? So as we just said that these things will happen like if it is an inflammatory condition, it is it will happen across all ages. But then it is not the only factor determining what is happening right now. So imagine if a person is smoking, that would further add to the stress on the body and it would further negatively affect the other systems. Similarly, age will have a higher relation to that. Usually depression is seen most commonly in 18 to 30 age group. 
which physically if we say is not that vulnerable but similarly if it is a long standing depression and the person is in higher age group the person is obese also having other factors into play like obesity hypertension smoking and unhealthy lifestyle this would also just add up so that is why we say that these conditions are multifactorial never they are, it's never a black and white effect it is always a lot of interplay of so many conditions emotions hormones working together towards one goal ultimately the body wants stability but if there is a stressful condition my body is releasing other hormones to counteract that stress but ultimately all my hormones are in a hyper state so depending on my age my physical condition and my status right now that is how my body will react to that so yes this is an interplay in all the age groups but your physique will matter into how much this will be detrimental for you so uh, doctor now what we really also want to know is that when people are undergoing when they have a mental health disorder uh, sometimes medication is also provided now does this medication have can it actually have an effect on the heart because we've seen some studies online and they do say that you know it can have an impact on the heart but we really want to understand from you that when someone's taking that medication how can it actually affect the heart condition nothing is 100% safe nothing not even water is 100% safe when we talk about these things everything has a risk versus benefit ratio so now uh, we tend to divide most commonly mental illnesses in mild moderate and severe just a rough kind of a demarcation as it is we have no blood test or test to rule out what it is by clinical experiences and interviews and questionnaires we have this rough division of mild moderate and severe so usually with mild diseases uh, or disorders we give therapy more but with moderated therapy and medication both but in severity it's only medication because the person would not be able to like reap the benefits of therapy because they would not be open to that at that time so medication are much much more commonly used than we actually know and hear around us just cause of sheer fact that people don't talk about it there is n number of stigmas attached to any person taking medication so obviously the other person would not be telling this to everybody so medication are very far and widely in use coming back to their effect on heart Uh, even if you start googling like paracetamol or something like we take very frequently for headache and fever everything going to show up as a side effect but it is risk versus benefit ratio if something in it is benefiting 95% in my body and 5% it is causing me any kind of an issue i would really take that the dilemma occurs when it is 50-50 that do i need to or do i don't here comes this factor so any drug that has more side effects than it's actually prescribed for this is not approved and it does not come out in the market so if there are significant side effects beyond 1% of the population they are not approved so many 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 side effects that we read upon they are just for 1% of the population and many of them are just for less than 0.01% so as such you never know what drug can cause what effect in what person because it is 0.01 so as 1000 may say kisi like one person is going to have one side effect so as such there is very rare side effect that could happen to the heart there are more associated with appetite or sexual dysfunctions which are more commonly studied but very very rarely with the heart 
doctor again we know we understand that talking about mental health is a difficult issue identifying it as a first step is a very difficult issue now once someone actually feels that they're not feeling okay is how we you know address this they're not feeling okay how do you sort of uh, you know as a healthcare professional help us understand that how a person who's going through something like this what are the signs that they should look for where they need to seek help there could be n number of things like let's divide it into two things first let's consider therapy so if a person is feeling n number of thing like it could be anything there could just not be any issue there could be just a person who's willing to accept some change there could be a person who's working towards a job promotion planning a baby or just getting married so they could just take therapy you need not be troubled in any way to go for therapy sessions you could just go out to understand yourself better now when we come to medications we just discussed about mild moderate and severe so very roughly stating if a person is going through any significant changes in their appetite in their libido that is their sex drive in their sleep patterns in their overall functioning in the personal professional or social setting and which is lasting for approximate duration of 2 weeks or so then we consider the patient that they should go to a professional get themselves checked out that it is something that i'm just bothered about or is it really something that i should like get treatment for but it is always better than to live in a dilemma and feel that what if something is wrong with me many a times i get a lot of patients with any such complaints and these are not even termed as anxiety and depression it are just maybe adjustment disorders or maybe momentary stressful conditions so they are just referred for therapy rather than starting any medications for them but that also kind of relieves them that okay nothing is wrong and the doctor said i'm fine so they also get relieved of this burden this i think uh for our listeners it really helps that if we actually feel any of these things when and who to reach out to but uh also with respect to the people around you know if you're not feeling okay and it's difficult for you to identify what kind of help you want to seek uh what kind of an advice can we actually give to family members or, pe- or friends around us if we're the one not feeling okay and not really able to identify Uh, how can family and friends really support us in this <laughs> yes this is always a uh, like problem when uh, one family member realizes that there is something wrong and the other person should seek help and maybe the other person does not feel it that way the person who's actually undergoing any kind of problem or just like changes in their life right now uh, we surely feel that it is like it would be unnecessary and an overt stress to kind of push the person more and more so if you keep on pushing them and they really don't want to see a professional that might be an issue but usually uh, if they want to like see a professional and you seriously feel that they need to i would say there are two things here in picture right now first of all many a times when people come to you offline like in the physical world to show you so first of consultation is usually when they drag them that let's go to the professional let's go to the doctor and let's see what they say about you you don't listen to us and things like that but one more thing that has come up in especially in the pandemic is the virtual consultation so just after like little bit persuasion they can kind of request the person to take one on online consultation and see if they could feel any difference or they think that this is for them but again one consultation or one therapy session does not kind of guarantee or give you any kind of immediate relief because these things are little bit that show some changes in the long run again 
coming back that how could the family member help them in any way so first of all we always talk about that the other person should be open in about it talk about it a lot should not uh, feel that there's any stigma associated but we also feel that the family members should have a non-judgmental here like they should be able to listen to what the person is saying without passing on judgment or just saying that it's all in your head you are just overthinking it you should sleep on time when they hear these kind of conversations this kind of put them more in the shell and they don't want to open up and share with the family members that is why it's always better to consider therapy first because there would be a neutral perspective and the person listening to these complaints they would be an unbiased opinion but yes always in the family if there is somebody a person is close to and who could listen to their complaints without passing on judgment and just like giving them a shoulder to lean on or just to hear them out that would be helpful and this would like gain the trust of the person more so so that they could get the required help in the future also even if the person feels that they need to be left alone completely regularly checking up on them and rather than just by saying that i'm here for you expressing this in actions so especially i would say regarding covid this was very very important like providing somebody home cooked meal or ordering groceries for them or just delivering medication to their house was an act that was really appreciated so just in spite of saying that oh you have covid and i wish i could do something for you i wish i could hug you right now it was better to show these in like real life in gestures rather than words what you've uh, highlighted here about uh, especially specifically during the covid time how health has been provided and just the act that really matters now doctor i think we've gotten uh, you know we've got this idea we've got this whole detailed conversation on how uh, mental health and heart are actually something that is connected and we've got a very clear understanding of it just want to sort of know that you know if you have any message for our listeners right now that you'd like to share so we all have this notion that our physical and mental health they are completely different and they don't work with each other but when we go like we discuss right now and we go into the depth so we realize that a mind and body are completely in sync with each other so it is not possible that if a person is anyway troubled physically they would not be affecting the mental health or if your mental health is affected right now it is not that easy to say that it would not affect your physical health so obviously your mind and body is working together and it is equally important to take part in both rather than stigmatizing and just sitting on the illness and just increasing it more and more every day we should work together and there is no wrong or no nothing to overthink about whether or not you should seek help about it i always say even if in doubt please please go and see a professional they will just relieve you of these complaints there is nothing wrong in that and especially virtual therapy sessions virtual consultation has brought this like a very big blessing for us that we can just from the comfort of our homes see a professional and get the required treatment at the right time so please go out make yourself a priority and keep yourself always balanced in terms of your mental health and your physical health thank you so much thank you dr rashi for giving us an in-depth understanding of mental health and how it can affect our heart and as you rightly put that you're not alone and you can always reach out and no issue is big or small it's always always better to talk it out with someone you feel comfortable with thank you for listening if you'd like to tune in to more such conversations subscribe to the sphe dialogue podcast or visit our website sphedialogue.com